Welcome to the special edition podcast to highlight the VIDM on the 5th of May 2022. The VIDM is an annual free online 24-hour conference celebrating International Day of the Midwife on the 5th of May. The International Day of the Midwife is a day where people across the world celebrate and recognize the work of midwives. The VIDM is a free 24-hour online conference with participants from six different continents joined together to network and share evidence-based research. Rather than providing a passive education comprised of videos and online e-learning, the VIDM is an interactive conference using web conferencing software, which allows delegates to text chat with each other throughout sessions, to participate in online polls and ask questions directly to the speaker or other delegates in a synchronous way. And I'm delighted that we have one of the uh, poster presenters with us this evening, Roisin Lemon from Ireland. And Roisin, thank you so much for joining us to share a little bit about your poster. And could you start off perhaps by telling us a little bit about yourself? I can. And thank you so much, Karen, for taking the time and for the VIDM for inviting us to this podcast because it is such a fantastic conference and it's wonderful to be part of a global Midwifery Conference and just leading the way for midwives, especially when there's been a little bit of bad press about midwifery later, lately. So we need to embrace it and you know, recognise that we are doing a good job and that we're getting there and we're doing a good service for our women. Absolutely. So for myself, I'm a registered advanced midwife practitioner in Sligo. There's more of us joining the, the country of it but it's, it's not a standardised job description, so it's all still in its infancy and getting there. So what I do in my practice is I take ladies from the start of their pregnancy journey through their postnatal, to postnatal discharge, but I don't provide interpartum care. And I take ladies that are at a sort of higher level than what normal midwifery care would be. And my caseload would include ladies with a raised BMI, maybe slightly older and younger ages, with a medical condition, ladies that have had a previous section. So a really wide variety and very exciting. And just that continuity of care has really good results and really great buy-in from the ladies. They really like the service. So where I came to with my poster topic was after lockdown, we came out of lockdown and December 2020 in Ireland, we were all out and about with socialise again and we very quickly after Christmas went back into another lockdown that we were five kilometres from the house. And it was all very challenging. That was the second big lockdown. So in the May, I noticed a cluster of ladies within my caseload that had had babies that were more than four kilos, that they had ended up having a cesarean section. And when I looked at the ladies, I thought, my goodness me, you've put on a lot of weight. And the ladies themselves actually expressed that they had felt they'd put on a lot of weight just because of lockdown, working from home and other things. So I went back to the olden days when I first started midwifery and we used to routinely weigh people at every visit. Now, at that stage, that was a very different concept why we were doing that. We were looking to monitor for preeclampsia and oedemia and recognising the small for gestational age babies. And we realised that that didn't work, so that got stopped. But one of the things I've always done within my service is speak to ladies about ideally around a 15 kg weight gain during pregnancy. Excess of 20 kilos can increase the chance of your blood pressure going up. Babies maybe being more than four kilos and increasing the chance of cesarean section. 
I wouldn't routinely weigh them, bar that they'd had their weight done at booking. But there was times if I saw that I thought, look, putting on extra weight, I would weigh them and I would come back to that healthy eating and pregnancy bit that we would have discussed at the first visit and signposting them to using sort of that health promotion. Great opportunity we have for women to get them to embrace and take on healthy eating all for the baby because they will change so much. So after this little bit with this cluster of ladies, I thought, right, I really have to think about this. Went off, did a little bit of literature review and realised that in Australia in 2018, they had started reintroducing weighing ladies at each visit as a simple health promotion intervention and healthy eating. So nothing to kind of back it up. No standard, what's the normal weight gain in pregnancy? The NICE guidelines in the UK just use it as a healthy eating opportunity. But the American College of Obs and Gynae and the Institute of Medicine do have a very set kind of based on BMI at booking weight gain. So I thought, right, let's just target this and let's bring that into it that I'm saying to ladies, right, this is your BMI. This is what we're aiming for for weight gain. This is where I'm signposting to healthy eating and we can come up back through it during the pregnancy. So after I'd done that for about three or four months, I thought, right, let's look at the ladies in May and that sort of cluster of 58 ladies that prompted this sort of intervention coming in. And I looked at then 46 ladies that had had their babies in a three month period then and compared the results. So the poster details all that. And when we drilled it down, the parity of the ladies between the, the two groups were just getting the healthy eating and the discussing the sort of 15 kg weight gain versus the ladies that were on the standard based on the BMI, what they should be gaining. So the parity was similar. Their gestation at the time of their birth was similar. Their BMIs at booking were very similar. And what was really interesting that, you know, there was a high percentage of these ladies had BMIs over 25. So pre the routine weighing, 70% over 25. Post the weighing, 68%. With ladies in the first group, 8% having a BMI over 35 and 6% in the other group. So we know that obesity and overweight is a big issue. So what better opportunity to try embrace this and get ladies onto a healthy eating programme and taking ownership and taking on board that then you're saying to them, look, that's maybe reducing your chance of postnatal obesity, retaining weight, diabetes in the later life, and then for the baby as well, reducing their childhood obesity and the baby's blood pressures. And that's all been proven by lots of kind of research. So I've got um, references on the poster. So Tam et al. and Truong et al. in 2020. Lots of references from them. So when I looked between the two groups, without actually drilling it down to the standard weight gain from the Institute of Medicine group, there was 30% of ladies that didn't gain the, the set weight. So they were under what their targeted weight gain of pregnancy was. There was 30% gained normal amount and 40% gained in excess of what the recommendations were. So to try and make it a little bit more meaningful, what I looked at then was basing it with what they're talking about, the blood pressure, the baby's over four kilos and the cesarean sections and the admissions to the neonatal unit or special care unit. So when I just took the two groups, there had been a 22% decrease in the cesarean section. No, there had been a 2% decrease in the cesarean section birth rate. 
there's been a 22% decrease in babies weighing over four kilos. There was 2% ladies in the post-routine weighing group that had blood pressure, 2% had raised blood pressure during their pregnancy, and 4% had babies that went to the neonatal unit versus 2% in the other group. So then I kind of drilled it down into the actual based on the Institute of Medicine um, weight gains. So the results then were looking really quite good. There was no ladies had babies admitted to NICU. These were those that had it gained in excess. There was no ladies had raised blood pressure preeclampsia. There was 22% cesarean section birth weight. And there was a weight gain or weight of over four kilos, 22%. And the poster details what the international figures were showing. So very similar, not a huge decrease, but a little bit and promising. So taking it from there and linking it in with the actual theme of the conference of midwives together we care, I think yes, taking a very simple intervention and using it as a health promotion during pregnancy and just routinely weighing ladies. And if they're targeting close to what they, they should be getting their maximum throughout the pregnancy, using that as another opportunity to explore healthy eating, maybe where they could change things, diet and exercise. So really, really simple. And I just feel a really exciting thing that maybe we should be looking at exploring within routine pregnancy care, because with the rising worldwide cesarean infection rate, babies gaining more weight and being bigger and the complications that that can come with, that there may be something here that we could as midwives change as such a simple thing and such an excellent opportunity to use health promotion to um, empower the women and signpost the women to changing maybe a few little bits. And then that in, in knock-on effect, changing their eating lifestyle, healthy eating, exercise and rolling that on to their new baby and their families and it might be a small little piece in trying to change this worldwide obesity that we have so very simple maybe there's lots of flaws in it i'm going to re-audit it again in quarter four and see but at the moment i'm continuing to work at it the women are very positive about it there's none of them that are kind of oh my goodness out there most of them will say to stand on the scales but when they're on target, they're delighted. If they're going off target a little bit, we explore other ways to do it. And some ladies, they're hitting up the, the maximum levels, but they're eating healthy, they're exercising, so we can't change anything. But it's just food for thought. And maybe there's some midwives will go, not going to work, and others that might just think, yes, this is something worth exploring. Was there any particular health or eating plan that you were promoting? Or was it just general healthy eating and balanced diet and portion control? Yes. Yeah, so with in Ireland, there's a thing called making every contact count. And it's a health promotion um, sort of training bit that a lot of us would get using skills for different things. So one of them would be ladies that maybe have a raised BMI. So do you mind if we discuss your weight and you explore from that? Another one would be smoking um, and trying to quit smoking. So lots of tools out there. And on the basis of that, there is a healthy eating and pregnancy that the Health Service Executive of Ireland has. So that's freely available. It's on the internet. It's part of a pregnancy book that we use that every pregnant lady gets and is online. So it's there to signpost them. And then you have other links from that, like the Eat Well and Pregnancy plate all these other little links and european links 
that are all part of that healthy eating and pregnancy website that they can link into. So it's not just we're saying to do this. It's a lovely way of signposting them and having the book to be able to explore a little bit with them. And a very balanced outlook as well. Yes. Yeah. For example, there was one lady and by her 28 weeks, she had nearly put on her total amount. So she would have been due to gain about 12 kilos in total. And she nearly had that. So when I discussed with her, her boyfriend had been bringing home a muffin or a cake every night. And she thought this is really nice. And when we discussed it and said, look, there's about 600 calories in a muffin. She was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, I have to stop this. Oh, I'll have to swap this for something else. Instead of eating the cake, they went out and had a walk every evening. And she said, oh, my goodness, I feel great. We're, we're clocking up our steps and we're eating healthy. And she, her, she had minimal weight gain than the rest of us. And everything works target. So really simple, but a really nice way to explore and initiate a conversation with women and discuss things. I love that. And I think it's just, as you say, very, very simple things and sometimes things that we don't realize, like not knowing that, you know, a muffin has 600 calories and that simple changes can make such a big difference. So, yeah. um, especially if you're starting off with a higher BMI. Yes, yes. And, uh, and I think that makes a big difference. And also because there is so much emphasis on plus size pregnancy. I mean, it, it, it is a thing now. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons I took ladies with a, with a raised BMI, because so many times they get classified in as to high risk. And yes, some of these ladies, yes, there's other complexities with them. But a lot of them are very aware that they've got a BMI of 35, 36. They actually would probably maybe exercise more than the ladies that have the BMI of 20. And they're more conscious of it. And it's just that the weight loss just doesn't come in there. They just can't get down to that nice, healthy BMI. But they're addressing it in their own way. So, mm. again, it's sort of encouraging them to keep going and also to bring in that first 1,000 days. So taking from day one of pregnancy to year three of the baby and the food that mum eats from pregnancy and the more variety than that's exposing the baby and a bit of research that's saying that you know, baby gets that lightness to that food. So again, changing eating habits could mean you're changing the whole family's health going towards the future. So it's, it's lovely. It's really exciting. And I just, I think it's amazing. Well, I'm just so glad that you shared, with it, um, shared it with us. And could you tell me why you wanted to be involved in the BRDM? I know you were last year, so it's great to have you back again this year. And maybe you can share a little bit more about... Um, your motivation? Yes, so I would have um, student midwives that come to me and they shadow me for a month once they're in their training. So when they were there, the first, I think she came about November, just as I was putting this together. So what I did was I thought, this is an ideal opportunity, give her a first taste of audit, how you collect it, how you do all the data analysis and write everything up. So Katie was involved in it. And then Sarah came the next month. So we were halfway through gathering the data. So she helped out as well. We put it together. We wrote up our audit, which we'd gone through all the right channels to get your know, proposal and everything through the local committee. And it was just a great opportunity to work with these two student midwives. Katie's now an intern and she's probably just about qualified. And Sarah's just gone into fourth year. So just to give them that little bit as well, they were excited seeing the results. So like that, I just thought, well, that's two student midwives have benefited from it. It's very simple. And it would just be lovely to share it on the worldwide stage, which you have very nicely given me the opportunities to do. 
and mentoring those lovely young student midwives into this as well. So can change them moving on. So like that, hopefully getting them into that whole idea of let's relook at things. Let's think, can we change something and make life better for the women and healthier and use the opportunities we have when we're getting these lovely young ladies and older ladies coming to us? Because most of the time they've never been to a doctor in a long time. So it's an ideal opportunity for, you know, giving them health promotion information. Mm, absolutely. And especially when it's just, just um, you have the, we have the perfect, perfect opportunity to do that. So absolutely. Um, and aren't we in a privileged job that we do it? Aren't we just? I've actually just got home from a shift where I had a beautiful birth. And um, it always makes me feel so, so lovely to come home with that feeling. It, it just goes on for hours. Doesn't matter how many times you've done it. I just love it. Yeah. The miracle of life that is absolutely wonderful. It is indeed. Mm -hmm. Machine, thank you so much for sharing poster information with us. We're looking forward to having you at the VRDM this year. For all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We're looking forward to seeing you at the conference on the 5th of May. Make sure that you look for the details of all the different sessions on our website, vrdm.org, and um, join us for one or more of the sessions and take a look at all of the poster presentations.